Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income weekly update for December 21st, Christmas week of 2015. I can't believe the year is almost over. We have this week and one more week, and then we are into 2016. Uh, the years are just flying by the fast, faster and faster every year. So anyway, it's been a great year. Let's, uh, let's kind of get going here. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening via podcast, come on over to our website at lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. Join our mailing list, get your free report, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Successful Trader, and sign up for this free weekly webinar. Also, check out our trading programs. We have super simple spread trades. We have the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, the Rock, the M21, APM Squared, and of course, we have the Master Series, which will be coming, uh, which is out, but uh, we don't have it on our collage yet. That'll be coming on our collage very shortly. In this update, we're going to cover four of the trades that we have in our various systems. We have a Bearish Butterfly, uh, an M3, a Rock, and a V Condor. We've been uh, covering these for years. And you can go back on the uh, in the blog and see years of results and past uh, uh, performance of the systems. Uh, special announcements this month. Oh, please share more about the Master Series. Okay, yeah, so the Master Series, right, if you come into Programs, we have the Master Class Series. It's here on the site. This essentially is a short description of what's in it. You can watch a video of, of uh, a video that I did for SMB to help promote the series so that you understand what's in it and wh- what we're supposed to do. Essentially, it is three, I believe, about three years worth of mentoring classes that I did with, the, uh, with SMB, as in they're kind of like group mentoring classes, and they cover all kinds of great uh, topics, uh, how to enter and exit, and, you know, more advanced topics as well as basic topics. We cover some trading psychology stuff. We cover um, the more, uh, you know, entering and exiting positions, how to, how to you know, uh, execute well, uh, just all kinds of, of great things through the various, you know, live, uh, at, you know, live at the time, 
we were covering you know positions and, and topics that were relevant in all different types of market conditions. So it's a it's a very a very educational series there. So that's where you would find more information about that right here. Is uh, under programs masterclass series. Okay, now let's see. I have and if you and if you were actually part of those classes, SMB does have a significant discount for you. So. It's something to think about too, if you'd like to, uh, you know, get that all that training down. Okay, so coming back quickly to the PowerPoint, we do have a few announcements. We have uh, our successful trader of the month video is up with uh, David Heinzen. Uh, it's posted for premium, premium, and premium plus members. So if you haven't watched that yet, make sure you do that. It's a great background on David and how he got to where he is with his trading and where he's going. That was an awesome presentation. Also, we have the Trading Triangle live in Hawaii. The dates are June 21st through two, June 24th, 2016. At, I don't even know how to pronounce that name, Makina Beach and Golf Resort in Maui. And time McKenna. is running out. What's that? It's McKenna. McKenna. Okay, very good. Like Paul McKenna, the hypnotist. Awesome. Uh, okay, so the McKenna... Uh, beach and golf resort in Maui, and time is running out to register. We have some discounts for for uh, for our members, and um, we may be extending them a little bit because of requests we're getting about uh, taxes. Right. So originally the the discounts were going to stop the 31st. However, we've had some requests for tax purposes that people would like to pay for the summer of the following year. So we're going to push out those. Um, um, push out those discounts to about the 15th or until the or until the seminar is full. So if you remember, our um, our Manchester seminar ended up being full this year, and a lot of people didn't get to go. So if you're interested in going this, at least let us know that you're going. Somehow email Sherry uh, and say, yeah, I, I, I want to go save me a spot. I just need to pay in January for this reason or that reason or whatever. And um, you know, we can work that out for you and make sure you get a spot. I want to give people priority who are in the Hawaii contest, but if you don't let us know you're coming uh, now that it's open, then we have then we're not going to save a spot for you. So, um, it just you know, I, I get, I'm not going to turn people away if you're in a, if you're not interested in coming. So, if you are interested in coming, let us know. If you're not interested in coming, let us know as well. So that way we can plan a little bit better. Uh, that would be appreciated very much. So that's what we have for announcements and that is all we have for slides. All right, let's, um, oh, and two, if you want to do the Hawaii, if you just want to sign up for it, uh, you just come up here to Hawaii, uh, freebies and more, uh, lock up Hawaii, and see the Trading Triangle Live 2016 for all the seminar details. Come to this page, and we can sign in uh, right down here. And of course, if you're members, you have discounts. So, and those are until December 31st, but like I said, uh, we've been asked to extend that a little bit, so we're going to uh, do that for, for you, you guys. Okay, that is what we have for announcements. Let's look at where the market's been over the last week uh, in relation to where we thought it was going to go and you know, maybe uh, project into the future where it may be going towards the end of the year. So one of the things we said last week we were, let's see, this is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I believe we were here, right? We had a breakdown of support here. We had a breakdown of a support level on the SPX. I was thinking that the next logical support level in the Russell was here, a little over 1,100, probably closer to 1,150. 
And worst case scenario, we were probably going to run to 1080. And uh, you know, one of the things we do, well, one of the things I also said is it may turn early, depending on what the S&P does, because typically the S&P has a little bit more power as to which direction the market's going. So if we go to the SPX, I was expecting the SPX to come down to this support level and touch that and, and reverse off of that. What I wasn't sure about is the timing uh, of how this was going to touch its support level with how the Russell was going to touch its support level. It turned out Monday that the SPX turned down a little bit more aggressively than I thought, hit this level a little faster than uh, it moved a little bit faster down the Russell. So we got that early bounce which wasn't too much of a surprise, but um, that's how I watch timing. So I call these certain spots on the Russell, and you know we're looking at the technical analysis of the Russell in order to do that, and then we look at some of these other indi indi indexes, and we take a look at where they're coming into their support levels. And like I said, the SPX being a little bit more important, this was a good sign that we were going to get a bounce off of this. This is a very bullish candle. Uh, pattern in the SPX. So not too surprising we got this bounce. A little bit surprising that it failed. Right? We have uh, seasonal uh, bullishness typically this time of year. Um, we have all the excuses in the world for the market to take off to the upside from a, a technical standpoint. We've got a really we got a snap and crack here they call it a very bullish candle normally Right, and this is what I refer to when I say is the market acting normally or is it acting irrationally? Um, this snap and crack isn't that unusual, but it is unusual for it not to come up and ex at least come to the 20, uh, 2120 level. So the market is acting a little bit irrationally, so it's going to be difficult for us to call these, uh, these specific situations. Let's see here. We have the Dow right now. Okay, so let's talk about now. We have the Dow, or the, let's look at the Russell first. We have the Russell here, which from a technical standpoint on the Russell by itself is relatively bearish. We got the bounce. I, you know, I, I call the support level here. You could have called it a little bit higher, but either way, we, we kind of penetrated the, the uh, resistance level like it was going to go higher, and we broke back down above it, which from an index standpoint is bearish and would tend to think, that it was going to, that the market is going to push lower, right? So short term, that is inherently bearish. We have the uh, NDX, which has a little bit further to come to a support level, right? Which again is uh, technically short term bearish. You'd think it would come down and tag the support level before it reversed. So therefore, short term bearish there. We have the Dow, which is sitting right at a support level. This is concerning. This is a breakdown of this level here. Uh, we're likely to get a fairly aggressive move down in the Dow. We're not going to. It's not very likely we'll get an aggressive move down in the Dow without uh, getting an aggressive move down in the other indices. Uh, the SPX also looks like it's going to come down a little bit more. So one of the two things is probably going to happen. The market's going to come down a little bit. And we're going to get a, uh, a snap and crack in the Dow. And it's going to fly up. Uh, and we're going to get a hard up move. 
or things are going to completely break down here and or things may break down and of course of course you have the third option where the market's just plain confused and doesn't do anything but I'm watching for a breakdown of the Dow first signal we're going lower if that is to push higher it's likely a signal we're probably going to go relatively higher if the market's just kind of you know go down or up in low volume and not move very fast and things slow down then I would say the movement doesn't mean anything but any kind of a hard breakdown that Dow would be very concerning at this point. If we get a hard move up in the Dow, then then uh, that's going to probably drag everything with it. But uh, what I'm saying, more than anything, is, is is it's it's a really really tough call right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential setups that make sense here. Sometimes it's a slam dunk in a direction towards a level. It's just not. It's it's very ambiguous right now. So we don't really know. But those are the those are the scenarios that I'm thinking might play out. Uh, all right, so that is the markets. Um, can I give an update on the option view model issue and how it affects the core strategies? Right now, and I hate to say it with option view, I strongly considering, and I may make a decision on this today, of just recommending abandoning, abandoning the variable model on option view completely. Um, it is... Uh, Right now, it's fairly accurate to the upside. In other words, I don't see an issue with the upside issue. But the way they have the downside going, we have several issues with the way that the model's projecting the downside, even with this uh, 7.81 update. And I, I, I don't like to do it. It's been such a reliable model in the past, but these guys are just not getting their act together. Um, I gave them some recommendations over a month ago, uh, there's just he's determined to push forward in this, and things are not getting better. So I am uh, seriously considering just kind of just abandoning that and just throwing it off to the side. And if I do that right now, the most accurate modeling that we have as far as Greeks goes. This doesn't go as far as profit and loss, but the most accurate modeling we have as far as Greeks goes is the think or swim. Uh, volatility smile. Uh, obviously the profit and loss is off a lot on that particular setup, but you use the other modeling for your profit and loss and use the smile model for that. It's just the, simply the best that we have right now. The If you do not have that, um, I would go with the um, EIOIO model in option view and use iron butterflies. Try and keep the money, keep as many options out of the money as possible. You're going to get the most accurate readings that way. Or if you use OptionNet Explorer, they are working on a model as well. They have a beta version out, and they're still working on that. But once they finally release it, we'll make a comment on that. Hopefully, we can use that. This does uh, throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into how we um, back test and uh, trade debrief because you, it's, it's difficult to develop a system on one platform and then trade manage it through another platform. I just know that the current trades that we have manage very well with the toss volatility smile. Um, and they generally react well with the EIOIO model and option view as well. However, sometimes that model goes crazy. And it doesn't matter if you want to my and you want if you're in an M3 or if you're in just a regular condor or whatever. I mean the T plus zero line is just wacko. So when that happens it's a little bit about noticing that and uh, and just working with it, massaging that a little bit. 
Is there any chance to get the old model reinstated to our group? No, I have not uh, talked about having, uh, because according to option view, <laughs> that well, that model obviously now, because of the way they've changed data providers and everything, the old model, even the guys that are using it now, it has bugs in it. And it kind of goes kablooey sometimes, and it doesn't update right, and, and things like that. So it has a lot of issues. So they're not going to reinstate that, and they're not going back to their old data model. They've made it very clear they're not going backwards to something that works. They're going forward and um, investigating. So as of right now, that's where that stands. Have I considered switching to ONE? You can switch to ONE. You basically get the option view OI, uh, <coughs> EI OIO model right now. So if you're going to go with ONE, it's the same, uh, the same thing. You stay with the iron, butterflies, or whatever butterflies put. The, what you want to avoid is, um, if you can, is in the money puts. Because the way they price them, if you can't combine your put call SKUs, is problematic for the models. So uh, if you can keep those out of the money, which is difficult because the, the price moves around and you end up that way anyway. But uh, from a modeling standpoint, it's making a little bit more sense right now. So, uh, you know, ONE, like I said, I mean, I've been in contact with Andy and seeing how his progress is going and, and hopefully they'll be coming out with something soon. We can test it. Um, and there's, there's groups right now that are testing it and, uh, you know, Ron, Bernino, and Jay Winger who are leading groups that are testing stuff. And if you, can, if you know them, if you can get involved with them, that's good. And you can continue testing uh, models that work and see what we can do. Either way, uh, you know, we're, we're either going to need to end up uh, developing systems on the EI OIO model or whatever new that uh, ONE comes out with. If options you can get its, get its act together, then you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get back to them. But right now, that's, uh, that's the best that we can do. That's what we have for modeling. So the good part is, is the systems work extremely well on the EI-OIO modeling uh, in 90% you know, of the time. It's that 10% of the time where that model gives us problems, which is why we were on the variable model, plus the variable model is more consistent. Uh, but if you, if you have TOS and you can manage with TOS Smile, it's a good idea also. When I wait for a, uh, when I wait for a break in the direction before starting a February M3, no, I would not. Um, usually get better pricing while the direction is unknown. So, uh, so usually, I, yeah, so usually I won't, I won't wait for that. Uh, let's see, uh, what about an alternative software like LiveVol? LiveVol does not have good analytics uh, when it comes to, they have good analytics if you're doing certain things that depend on individual uh, option volatilities. Doing calendars, you have good analytics there for um, when you're doing volatility-based calendars, which is what you should be doing with calendars. Um, and uh, they have good analytics for that. They do not have good analytics for uh, T plus zero lines. They're just they're just not good. So um, there's really no other software that I know of currently on the market that uh, you know unless somebody's <laughs> got something I've never heard of, which is not likely uh, that has any sort of um, good analytics. You have Thinkorswim, you got uh, ONE, and you have Option View right now. That's, those are the three leaders in the market. 
And if we have some uh, smart people who can uh, develop some good software, then, then, there, then there may be others soon. And I know of a few too, by the way. Okay, so here we have our M3 position as of Monday. This trade, let me do take this off here. As of the last update was here. So here is uh, what we had for an M3. Not We are oh, two positive delta. We have bad gamma trend to the upside. Not the most terrible position, but it is due for an adjustment. We are also in expiration week. These 1100s to 1180. And I rolled in some of these puts up here that were 1150. So if we look at this, we had eight 1150s, we had uh, two 1140s, and we had our shorts at 1100. So I just took these shorts back. I rolled some of these back to produce a graph that looks like this. At the time, <laughs> remember, this is the new, the new 8.1 model. At the time, I was actually under positive 50 delta uh, after this move. So here is the position that I went into. Right, so I, I bought myself a little bit of time to the downside, and the reversal does not look too bad here. So here is that position. Let's move forward to uh, Wednesday. So after Wednesday, we got uh, a bounce. We were too... We were two negative delta for being outside the tent. We have no time value here in these 1180s. We're two days before expiration. We generally trade a little bit differently two days before expiration. If I had looked at this on Tuesday, this would have actually been a good day to pull this for a couple of reasons. One, we're so close to expiration. It's been a really hard month. You take your 1000 bucks and you move on, right? So this is where the position looks like here. This is not a bad position just to exit it out and let it go. But, uh, yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't hit any kind of uh, reason to do that here. So, oh, yeah, we are looking at EIOIO, right? So, uh, like I said, I am not trusting the variable model right now. So, uh, going forward, I was always going to mention this. Going forward, these trades were managed on the variable 8.7.8 and the 7.81 model. Going forward on the website trades, we're going to be modeling them on the EIOIO model because uh, I do not like the variable model anymore. And uh, so I'm going to be monitoring them on, the, on this particular model uh, going forward. All right, so here is that. Now, uh, so what I did here, coming into here again, can you close the trade here? Yes. I wouldn't make a complete roll up on top of the market here. To me, that would be kind of foolish. I can close this these out because there's no credit involved in them. I need to get some negative vega here, some positive theta, if I'm going to stay in the position. So what I did here is I actually uh, I bought back these. I sold... Uh, I bought 10 1140, 1150s. Yeah, I'll show you. We'll just move this forward here. I end up coming to 10 longs here at 1150, 15 shorts here, 5 longs, uh, 
10 shorts and, uh, and 10 longs to a position that looks like this. Now this here from a trading standpoint is going to be um, buying 10, 1050, 1080 verticals, buying 10, 1140, 1150 verticals, selling 10, 1110, 1140 verticals, and that's what put me into this particular position here. Now if I go to the T-log, you can see those moves here. And if we roll forward into the next day, we have a pop on the T plus zero line with the down move. And we end up up about five hundred dollars. So this is about a, this is this is pretty much a flat uh, flat month for this. It was a winnable trade. There were times when we were up money and so forth, but this is pretty much a, a break-even month here. And, and uh, I think that's. I mean, some people made decent money this month, but with the analytical issues and stuff we had, that uh, breaking even isn't bad. I'm just reading, I'm reading questions for everybody here. Question about execution. I have back-tested the M3 strategy and one with different versions and models. I utilize technical analysis and I rather simply trade a very strong, a very strong results, 70 plus a year. All this is done with mid prices, of course. And this is my question. Uh, if my execution is worse than mid prices, the results will be quite different. So how much worse do you think your simulated results would be if you take into consideration your actual fills? Well, here's a question for you. How much better do you think your results will be if you take into account actual fills? And this comes to execution and so forth. Most of the time we can execute, and I've talked about this in the past a lot, uh, a decent trader can execute, and I'm not talking versus mid-prices, but can execute just as well as what you will do just putting them into option view and executing them. A lot of times you can do better. So, you know, sometimes it's worse, sometimes it's better. In my live trading, I typically come in here and I just execute the options. I just convert the options in option view. In other words, I don't track my live profits and losses on option view. I just track them with my broker. And I just execute them with option view without changing any prices or anything. And I, and I live execute them. And most of the time, and you can see it in my, I do a, a, a million and a quarter uh, live trade with, uh, with um, Options Tribe or, um, yeah, Options Tribe um, members. Right, and you can see it, see it there. Most of the time, I'm doing better than the sample trades we're doing with that. So live results often will do better, it, especially once you get really good at execution and you learn that execution's an art and you learn how to, how to deal with it. You can often do better with, uh, or at least as good with execution here. You should not be doing significantly worse. There'll be periods of time when you might do significantly worse, but uh, overall, on average, you should be doing better. So that is that. So again, I just have a lot of comments here, so I'm just trying to group them together as much as I can. Uh, thoughts on averaging EIO with variable models in Greeks? Yeah, I mean, you can still look at both models. The good part about the variable model is if I ha if I had a 
the perfect scenario right now, or the best scenario with option view, is I would use the variable model with an up move to estimate stuff. I would, would average the EIOIO model with the, um, with the variable model <coughs> for a downside move. That's, that's what I, I would do and, and just make, make my best judgment call on it. Even better is using the toss smile graph right now. That's giving us some good numbers also. All right, so current trades hidden. Okay, yeah, right, all right. Um, can I do a webinar on, on executing? I have classes on that, on executing trades efficiently. Uh, certainly have a lot of information on that in the webinar. If you check the, uh, the website stuff, if you're a member of Premium or Premium Plus, uh, email me, and maybe we can do that for those groups as well. But yeah, we have a lot of information out on executing. If you just search YouTube, um, you can find that or, or ask around in the forums and stuff. There's, there's, uh, I don't know exactly where they are, but they are out there. Uh, okay. So let's see here. Okay, just lots and lots of comments. So on the M3, the Delta 83 shown is too low as per the variable model. Um, well, 83 positive Delta, we have plus 50, right? End of day on a $50,000 M3. So yeah, 83 is too too much Delta for, for a straight M3 trade. And that I think is about Anything here? Uh, can backtesting be done with toss volatility smile? You know, I have fooled around with the toss backtester, and all I've ever gotten is frustrated. There may be people out there, and you can ask within the community who who do backtesting. What I found is it takes a very very long time, and uh, a lot of the times I haven't figured out a way to actually model your positions because when you put the simulated positions into the into the toss, if the numbers aren't already in there then you can't change them. It just says it's not traded or, or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was or they didn't post there. It was just, there was just something that didn't work with it. Again, they make updates. Maybe it's working better now. But uh, the last time I tested is, you know, that's ultimately what I would like to do. I'd like to do some back testing, uh, you know, running. And you can run, and you can do your systems using the toss smile. That would actually be good if it was uh, an efficient way of doing things. But right now it's not. Okay, so let's move on so that we can uh, just kind of get through everything before we run out of time because I have my 10 o'clock webinar. So that was the M3, closed out at 5, um, 5.36 profit, and that's that. V Condor for December had no adjustments from here. And here is how we close the position. We just let it expire. This is what it looked like, All right? Just let that expire there, and that was the end of that trade. Um, results for that for the year is we closed the bearish butterfly at a 31.2% loss. Again, when we went over this trade, there was multiple times to, to take it out, mainly the reason for the loss is, um, the biggest reason for the loss is modeling issues and where we didn't hit, uh, we didn't, we just missed our profit target because of adjustments. We, and if you go back and you back trade it through different modeling and so forth, um, <clears throat> this is a case where the modeling did make a difference. 
because the market is so choppy and we were and, and um, it just caused us to just not quite hit our profit target and I said multiple times during that we would have pulled it off but we'll lock it in as 31% loss because that's the way it went with the uh, guidelines uh, M3 so uh, this came out at about what we'd expect 64% for the year 60 is about um, 60 is about average uh, bearish butterflies a little bit more than uh, what we anticipated so very good year there Rock trades a little bit under what we anticipate. We anticipate uh, about 120. So uh, fantastic uh, results here. This trade loss, I don't know that that would have been a winner, no matter what your analytics were. It just it was the market just didn't behave the way we wanted it to. So um, I think it was a winnable trade, but I, but on average, it was probably going to be a loser. So I think even if we stayed in it, we probably still would have been. Uh, down about 10% at the end, so I think that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, our V trade here again, then again, very, very likely would have we would have been about 5.52. Uh, this is one trade here where you will experience uh, slippage. Um, on a V trade, you will experience slippage getting in the condor um, uh, and getting out. If if you don't expire it, a lot of times you'll get some getting out. So uh, certain types of trades you do experience that. If you condor, you will. So you may have um, have a little bit um, less results here uh, on that. If you fight for it, maybe you'll do a little bit better. But that's that. So uh, this is the worst month of the year. So uh, for December. So, uh, but that's okay. We uh, had a fa really fantastic year. If we look at the account in general, we wanted to get 82.5%. We got uh, 79.3 on our planned capital. And again, we only trade with half the capital in this particular uh, sample account. So we're looking at about a 397 or almost 40% for the year. So really, really good for only managing half our money. That's uh, what we have there. So let's quickly look at what we have for uh, January. And then we will answer a few more questions. So here we have uh, January bearish butterfly, which I have to, there were no adjustments on the bearish butterfly. So let's just come to today. Right, so so no adjustments here. This is where we sit on the bearish butterfly as of today. If the market stays uh, flat for the week, we will be putting this. <laughs> we're in the same position we were in last week or last month, where if the market sits for the week uh, or, or doesn't go up significantly or doesn't make any kind of crazy crazy moves, this can be pulled off at the end of the week and again 21 days is Christmas you know when you're gonna pull it off realistically if this is good Wednesday I probably pull it off Wednesday and that's due to the uh, the holidays so um, let's let's just call it Wednesday if this is up over five thousand dollars on Wednesday we'll pull it off if it's not we'll continue in the trade now, hopefully that sounds fair to everybody uh, January m3 this got a roll back on Monday here is how we sat. We are over our positive delta number. There are other things I could have done here other than roll the whole position back. I could have rolled some of these shorts back and rolled in some of the longs to help with the uh, with the upside. I could have you know rolled these 1090s back. I could have done a lot of different things. But what I ended up doing. 
Oh no, I couldn't. I'm sorry. That was that was actually after the adjustment. So here we are. We are two positive delta. I take so I apologize for that. But we're two positive delta here, obviously. So so that makes sense now. So we're at 11:20. I did the rollback to um, 11 uh, or 10:90. And again, this is a modeling issue here. From a variable model standpoint, we're only 36 delta. So um, this is what we look like on the EIOIO model, uh, on that model, the variable model, which is what I was using at the time. So I came back and I rolled to this position here. And it's, yeah, it's amazing when you think about how much different they are, right? Uh, so I went into this position here. And of course, that's what we look like. Uh, if we get the, and that was the last, um, the last movement that we had. So just so this is where we stand as of right now in this particular trade. So everything is looking fine, and I'm going to be switching over to EIOIO management uh, for the week. So if we get any kind of a down move today, I'm probably going to make an adjust adjustment to the downside on this. And you know, hence the issue with the EIOIO model; it tends to overestimate your losses to the downside. Uh, sometimes, so just be aware of that. And uh, you know, if you're live trading it and you're not using the toss volatility smile, you can. A lot of times, until we get to a certain point, um, just allow yourself a little bit more delta, like like maybe 75 rather than 50. You know, just be a little bit looser with your parameters with that model uh, to the downside. Okay, so that is that, and. That's the January M3. We have uh, January V Condor. Let me show you the T log here quickly of the of the moves made this week. They're right there. We have our January V Condor, which sits here and has had no adjustments this week, and looks like that. We have a January Rock trade that was entered. It was entered as an M3 with 11.50 ver on the EIOIO model. So I entered this on the EIOIO model, our January rock trade, which is uh, was entered on Wednesday. Here, we're slightly negative delta. We are about 25 points behind the market. We had to do... Uh, 1120 butterflies with five, 1120, 1130 verticals. And that looks like that. Looking at the T log, that's what we have. And we did not adjust this on Friday, even though our delta guidelines were slightly over 50. When we're in, M3, when we're in an M3 in the rock trade, we typically will allow a little bit more delta to plus 100. So this really isn't a concern here. Plus right now on the EIOIO model, so you want to be a little loose with that anyway. So that is the uh, January rock trade. And then of course we have the V Condor, which was entered on Friday because the other one expired. And we entered this here, let's see, not a January, but a February. Which is, I'm going to have to clean these out again because it's hard to find. Here is the T-log 
for entry again on the EIOIO model, I entered this using those Greeks. We were short the uh, 980s and the 1220s. And if I and I put the straddle in here at 1110. So here is are those shorts, here are those shorts, here uh, is our straddle. And the position looks uh, like this. And by the way, yes, the Greek, the models do affect this trade as well. Um, and again, the model's not going to affect the trade in most normal markets. It's not going to make that big of a difference. But when you get in an extreme markets where, you know, if you get a grinding up move in the VCON, or it's going to make a difference if you... Uh, or you get a grinding up move in the market in general, or a really choppy move, they tend to make differences. Okay, so that is that trade. Um, I think that's everything. I think I covered everything. Uh, if I did not, we'll make it up later. A uh, couple of questions. I'm new to the community. I'm trying to figure out whether to enroll in an M3 or bearish butterfly course. Uh, the M3 is not a prerequisite to the bearish butterfly. How However, I've been having the most success with people going the route of the M3 trade, learning how to trade and manage their positions, and then pushing into the bearish butterfly trade. So I would suggest going with the M3 trade um, first. Uh, February guideline entry is supposed to be this Friday. Is it better to enter a little early or wait till next week? That is going to be a little bit dependent on pricing and so forth. Um, I'm going to enter the website trades on... Uh, unless something really weird happens, I'm going to enter the website trades on Wednesday and be in them. So I'm going to go early. I would. You have to watch your pricing on Wednesday. Um, I mean, not Wednesday on Thursday in particular, and trying to fill orders, especially if you get big orders on. on Thursday probably isn't a good idea. Sometimes they feel well, but I certainly wouldn't depend on it. So I would attempt to, to do your trades Wednesday and Thursday. And if they don't go well, just wait until uh, until Monday. But um, uh, personally, I'd rather be in them before than after. I like to enter trades when things are a little uncertain. Uh, and that... Okay, why did I enter... Uh, v Condor on Friday. Realistically, the V Condor, I'm always in two months, so I just enter it whenever the the previous month month expires. So, since the I expired, it, it happens to be a long cycle. I just went in on Friday. Um, all right, so I think we're done because we only have 15 minutes. I have to get going. I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever you celebrate. Um, I look forward to seeing you on the break between Christmas and New Year's. And uh, happy trading, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week.